Kanichiwa. The illustrious Jabba bids you welcome. <laughs> I'm going to regret this. I'm Pete Mitchell. He's Peyton Jones. And this is the Church Planner Podcast. Brought to you by Church Planner Magazine. What's the devil look like? Well, of course, there are all manner of lesser imps and demons, Pete, but the great Satan himself is red and scaly with a bifurcated tail. He carries a hay for him. Oh, no. No, sir. He's white. As white as you folks. With empty eyes and a big hollow voice. He loves to travel around with a mean old hound. Oh, well, he's red with a uh, scaly tail. Uh, no, he's as white as you. <laughs> that is the same character in the movie. I have no name. I have no job. Oh, man. The best. So uh, welcome to the Church Planner Podcast. This is going to be a special edition because this is a car cast. As you might be yeah, able to hear by yeah, that, yeah. that noise in the background. Uh the the whole reason anyone ever tunes in is for Peyton Jones, and he's traveling today. Yeah, sorry about that, everybody. You know, it's funny because we have a sponsor, it's Regal Cinema, and you're about to hear the canned recording. But I remember when I did. We don't uh, have a canned recording. Hardcore. We don't have a canned recording from Regal. Oh, oh, you mean the fresh one I do every week? Y- yeah, the fresh one. Oh, oh, yeah, that one. I'd like to see you yeah, remember so, that URL off the top of your head. Well, what's really bad is, you know, when they signed up, I was like, oh, 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 I remember. I did one on the guy who did Movies as Prayers, a guy from thinkchristian.com. So I sent it over. Um, that day, I was not in my office, so it sounds so bad. And afterwards, I was like, hmm, that was a mistake. should have listened to that one first. The sound quality was terrible because I was just doing it off my laptop. And I was in some church somewhere trying to, like, steal their Wi-Fi in between some meetings while I did that podcast. You know. So, CarCast, yeah. Sorry, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, this week's uh, podcast is being brought to you by Portable Church Industries. You know... When I have a large project at home, sometimes it makes sense to do it by myself. At other times, I actually save money in the long term and have a much better solution if I use an expert. It's really not that much different with church planning. Church planners who focus on building their core team and actually planting the church and partner with portability experts like Portable Church Industries hit the ground running. Yes, you may have to raise more funds up front, but let me tell you something. If I could go back in a time machine and do one thing different in all the churches that I planted, I would go back and have invested that money in Portable Church and all of the super cool kit that they give you to make the volunteers and their lives much, much easier. Trust me, your volunteers will feel invested in, and they're going to give you more of what they got. And that time where people are setting up is going to be a time 
where it sets the atmosphere for you to thrive. If you're thinking about launching in the next 6 to 36 months, we encourage you to check them out at portablechurch.com. Oh, I tell you, that was such a, a beautiful commercial. I, I kind of gets me right here every time I hear it. You know, it, it, it's funny. It's hard to do that every week, you know, the exact same. I, I with the you. same intonation at the at the same parts, and let's be let's be honest. I can't keep our heads straight. Like I, I thought the the regal one was a candle. I, I can't even remember. I just know I hate hearing myself can. And uh, but you're absolutely going to have to do the regal cinema one today because there's no way I'm going to get that website while I'm in the car. Uh, it's not like I know what it is. You better look it up quick, Pally. You see, I can do we're on a mission thing. from God. So, uh, anyway, welcome everyone to the Church Planner Podcast. If you're wondering what is this thing that you just stumbled across, we like to do a little something, something we like to call Smack Talk. And during Smack Talk, that's hey. where uh, Peyton and I get to just catch up on each other's lives. Hey, and just today, I was running off to a church to, to drop something off, and I bumped into somebody, and he goes, by the way, I listen to your podcast every week. And he's like, I love the Smack Talk. So... <laughs> Our tribe is growing. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> One person a week. That's all we ask. 52 extra listeners right. a year. You know, if you're new here today, slip up your hand and we got a special gift for you. And that's pretty much smack talk. But after that. Dude, you know what that reminds got, me of? We, that reminds me of huh. church when they're like, if you just said that prayer, go ahead and slip your hand up. And then you know the pastor's up there. Well, everyone else, keep your heads down. Okay, I see one over there in the back, and I see two over there on the side. Not, you know, because everyone's got their head down. They make numbers. Yeah, I wonder this. I always wonder, like, is he making it up? Is there really someone slipped their hand up to his end? Or is he make? Is it just me, or does everybody else wonder? Like, I assume saying that to encourage other people. I assume he's making it up. I'm just saying. I assume. Yeah, I wonder that too. Yeah, I wonder that too. I always wonder that. I always think. I know a lot of you pastors, and I don't trust you. I've been around too long. I almost spit my coffee out on that one. Oh, and by the way, Pete, what is in your, it's like, what's in your wallet? What's in your coffee? Oh, I, I don't have that one in today. Are you talking about the Reese's peanut butter cup? Did you, did you drink it already? You pig. No, I got to tell you, it makes for a great Facebook post, but I don't want peanut butter in my coffee. Like it doesn't, it doesn't taste oh, right. Oh man, what's wrong with you? You know, I drink my coffee black. And I almost went to the store and bought some when I saw your post. Are you kidding me? Reese's peanut butter cup in my coffee? Dude, Heck yeah. I love how this one chiropractor who's on my friends list, he's like, you know, Reese's peanut butter cups lead to Alzheimer's and death. And I'm like, yeah, but it's totally worth it. Really? Oh, yeah. Is that what's been causing this this epidemic, this pandemic even? That's it's, pretty it's much. It's been Reese's this whole time? It's pretty much. Man, the why... wonders of medical research. Why every Halloween, I have no idea what happens in the month of November because I'm still eating Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. <laughs> no, no kidding now. You know this because I called you up kind of freaked out. So the other day, like, I'm 44, man. Huh? Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, my brain is a strange place to be sometimes. So I go work out. I come back into the apartment. I, I, I guess... Uh, this is all it can tell you. I'm sitting down in the shower. I mean, I'm sorry. Well, well, okay. There it is again. The brain. 
I'm sitting down in the living room. I'm cooling off because I'm sweating. And I go, I'm going to hop in the shower. I go into the shower, and the water's not on. I'm thinking, huh, I thought I turned the water on because it takes a minute to heat up. And uh, I'm standing in the shower, and I go, whoa, wait a second. I've done this already. <laughs> I've done this already. Wait, have I done this already? And I already I'm took a shower this morning. Dialogue. Nice. Huh? I already took a shower this morning. Dude, like, I had already been there, done that, like, five minutes earlier. Couldn't remember taking a shower. Started freaking out, like, what's going on? Hold on here. I realized, all of a sudden, like, I, no kidding, I'm in the shower, and I smell myself. Because <laughs> I'm like, I either smell like sweat right now. I'm just wet. But I either smell like sweat, and Pete, I smelled soapy fresh. Nice. And I knew. I'm like, whoa. And then it started coming back to me. Dude, you showered already. But like five minutes ago, you got out. And then I sat down because I was still sweating. So I went in a long shower under the fan. And my brain did this weird, like, time feedback loop, like, must go take shower. Sweating. Must get clean. Dude, it was the weirdest thing. And I felt like this is what Alzheimer's feels like. It was kind of freaky. I got to be honest, I'm a little weirded out even telling the story right now. I'm not only the heckler president, I'm also a client. Well, um, I have my own story to share. This is one I've been waiting a, a solid week to share with you. Yes, I can't wait to hear it. So what you guys need to understand is that uh, I've been having... A slight vision problem, shall we say, with uh, one of my eyes for about, at this point, probably the last year and a half, two years, something like that. Now, i got to be careful as I tell this story because I don't want to break down and start crying on you guys. But I've pretty much assumed that uh, things have not been good. That uh, that Pete might be be dealing with some, some internal difficulties, shall we say. And so, uh, probably last January, I'm like, all right, you know, uh, diabetes runs in my family. I'm going to the doctor. I'm getting tested. And I'm, I'm a hundred percent sure I got it, right? Cause only one of my eyeballs is messed up. So I go to the doctor, get tested. Doctor's like, nope, you don't got it. I'm like, all right, cool. I got a reprieve. I, you know, things are good. I got a reprieve. Well, my eye doesn't get any better. And it's still a little bit blurry. And some days it's like really blurry. Not just one of my eyes, right? One of my eyes is perfect. So, you know, the doctor still wanted me to go see uh, an eye doctor. And, uh, and of course, you know, I put it off like every other dude. Because I'm like, hey, I don't got the beaties. I'm good. And uh, so then I start doing a little, uh, little, little hunting on WebMD. I find out, according to WebMD, that I've, I've got a rare condition uh, of a combination of things. I have a brain tumor, ocular cancer, cataracts, and glaucoma, all at the same time, in one eye. Uh, I need a second opinion, WebMD. Uh, not sure I like this diagnosis. <laughs> so, I'm like... Pretty confident I'm circling the drain. Pretty confident I'm circling the drain here, but I still put it off, right? Because if no one tells you for sure what you got, then, you know, it's, it's, it's in the world of make-believe. It could be anything. So I go to the eye doctor, 
And they're testing me for everything, right? They're testing me for glaucoma. They're testing me for uh, diabetic damage. They're testing me like everything you can imagine. In fact, at one point, like, I don't know how often you go to the eye doctor. I mean, I haven't been in, you know, 30, 40 years, whatever it's been. I I went once when I was a kid. That's all I really remember going to the eye doctor. And uh, they they put these drops in my eyes. They put three different drops in it. But the last one, I guess, man, dude, this, this last drop, it paralyzes your muscles in your eye so you can't focus. And I guess the reason why they do that is that way they can get the natural state of your eye and and see you know what is what is your eye having to compensate for because this is your your natural state which by the way makes driving home really interesting <laughs> when you're like i got no problem seeing what's up ahead but if you right next to me forget it you're gone i can't see you at all like i literally could not see a thing peyton texts me and I'm like praying that I'm responding to Peyton because of the icon that comes up on my phone. It looks mostly red. It's that picture of you with the red background. And I'm like, I hope this is Peyton because I have no idea what this text says. I cannot read a single letter of it. So anyway, I go through the whole eye test and, uh, you know, I'm there with the technician and then they bring in the doctor, right? And this doctor comes in and, uh, He's a, he's an MD who's then gone on to specialize in eyes. So, I mean, he's, he's got the full deal. And I'm like, great. They're, they're about ready to, to drop the hammer on me. Now you got to understand too, this doctor has got to be all of like 35. I mean, he's a pup. He's a kid. And Doogie. I, he, I've totally was like, dude, I'm looking at dude. Like he looked like a guy from high school that I knew. I'm like, dude, is it Sean? I mean, are you seriously in front of me right now? And uh, you want to know what it was? You want to know what my eye problem is? Too much candy? No, I don't eat that much candy. From Halloween? (laughs) No. He just goes, dude, you're just getting old. No way. Yes. I'm telling you, I think I got like glaucoma, cataracts, eye cancer, ocular cancer, brain tumors. Dude, you're just getting old. And then... This punk doctor kid decides to follow it up with, dude, it's going to happen to all of us someday. It'll happen to me one day. It'll happen to the nurse here one day. I mean, we're both pretty young right now, but one day we'll be old like you. And I'm like, dude, I'm 42, you Shut punk. Up. Shut up. Dude. Man, are you serious? He said you're old. You're like, that's the diagnosis. The diagnosis is you're getting old. And then he goes, well, you are farsighted, which I was when I was a kid. And I just learned how to compensate for it because I had glasses for like three days as a fifth grader, and that was it. And he goes, uh, so you know, is it is it just that your eye is failing? I'm just getting old. He just goes, look, you know, you just need to get uh, some readers. He goes, maybe a plus one. I mean, maybe plus one and a quarter. That's about as high, and it it may not even help you real well for a year or two. But uh, yeah, you know, that's that's pretty much the. Uh, the diagnosis. Didn't you tell him? Didn't you tell him like, whoa, whoa, whoa? I've been reading WebMD, doctor. <laughs> uh, can I? Should I call you doctor? Really, really? I've been on WebMD. It's like the collection of MDs from all over the world, and Dude. they diagnosed me as having. You know, I, I just think you should have pushed back a bit. Is all. I'm. 
I thought it was hilarious because think about all those conversations over the last two years that you and I have had. And you'd be like, hey, man, how's the diabetes going? You know, because I tell you, dude, my eye, it's getting blurry. I, it's got to be the diabetes. It runs. And, you know, the end result is hey, you're just getting old. You're just getting old. That's all. But you tested negative for diabetes, right? I did right now. So I mean that's yeah, that's why so, I've been I've been trying to eat much better and hitting the uh, hitting the old exercise bike and whatnot. You know I gotta. Have I gotta, you really? I gotta, oh yeah, dude. Oh, you haven't told me this. Oh yeah. This is good stuff right here. Come on. Oh no no. I'm, Tell I'm, me about it, dude. What what can I say? I'm up to five days a week. Are you serious? Five days a week, buddy. I'm telling dude, you, dude. I'm impressed, man. I'm, I did not know you were hopping on a bike. How come you and I don't have like work calls when you've got like the earpiece and you're like love you babe you know let's do lunch have your people call my people like if you're on the exercise bike i want a call from you i don't want to be like heavy breathing when i'm talking to you because that just is weird (laughs) man i love that i love i want you to call me like a high-powered business executive from the 80s and then just for effect i want you to say oh i'm getting ready to go through a tunnel i'll call you back that'd be rad (laughs) Dude, I could not believe it. You're getting old. I'm like, you little punk doctor, shut up. It'll happen to me one day, too. I'm like, dude, I am not that much older than you. You say, hey, I'm not getting old, man. I think you need to look again. You didn't do that? No. He's like, I checked everything. I checked for diabetic damage. We checked for glaucoma. We checked for this. I'm like, well, why is my eye blurry? He's like, you probably got dry eyes. He goes, here's some eye drops. Literally, he goes, here's some eye drops. Put these in. I'm like, dude. Uh, it's, it's a new chapter on the podcast. You know, uh, now that the diagnosis is official, Peyton and Peter getting old. I'm, I'm a few years older than Pete. So uh, just, you know, kind of get used to the fact that we're going to hang out on Smack Talk and talk about our ailments. Well, he, we're at that stage now. It's what you do. He also did say, well, you know, if your eyes really blurry, do you drink a lot? And I go, well, yeah, I do. And he goes, well, there, there you go. Stop drinking. <laughs> You don't drink a lot, though. No, but it's a joke. You see, because I'm drunk, therefore my eyes are blurry. Come on. Do I got to connect the dots? Oh! Yeah, so the dad joke of the house right now is is the one about where the guy goes, Doctor, when I raise my arm, you know, it, it hurts. What should I do? And he goes, don't raise your arm. So uh, yeah. that, that joke right now is, you know, my daughter kind of morphs that joke into everything. It's the worst dad joke ever. But she thinks it's hilarious. She's eight. It's supposed to be a doctor young, joke. Foolish. What's that? It's supposed to be a doctor joke. Yeah, she thinks it's hilarious. Yeah. She 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 cannibalizes in almost every situation. So, uh, so you know, now that now that we know that that my eye is okay, uh, guess what I'm picking up tonight? Well, I could. I don't think I'm going to actually pick it up tonight. Yeah, I know. We've what? been talking about this has been a big deal what? On, Go on the Bible Inner Circle. Go on, say it. Tell everyone. What's Pete picking up? Uh, he's gonna go pick up his murder weapon tonight. What? <laughs> I am uh I am picking up my my uh my long gun. I got a long gun coming and here in California we gotta wait ten days, you know, make sure that uh we're of we're of a cool mind and 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 not going to do anything stupid with it before we're allowed to actually take it. So uh, so my ten days are up tonight. Petey qualifies. So Pete's, 
Pete's offer an invitation that if you're in town and you listen to the podcast and you want to come by and watch his 100-inch TV is just now expanded to when the zombie apocalypse happens and you're listening to the podcast, grab your bug out bag and head to Pete's. I I am I am I I cannot even begin to like I needed a hobby in my life and I decided it's going to be shooting. That's my hobby, dude. When when the apocalypse comes, you can start the like podcast Negan Little Brotherhood. Ooh, I, I like am it. I am Peyton. Who is Pete? I am Pete. I like that's it. what we'll be called. I am Pete. We'll be like we'll kind of be like a a duo team where it's like. You know, I'm Peyton, you're Peyton, and then everyone else, we get them around to say, I'm Peyton. I like it. I like it. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, so uh, and, uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I've been I've been uh, going to the range. I've only gone a couple of times so far, but uh, I did join this particular range. I'm now an official member at the range. Thinking about starting a... Yeah, but uh, tell, them, tell them about the cool target that you bought the other dude, day. Dude, I bought a zombie target. And that's that's yeah, what I was man. shooting at. I was shooting at the zombie target. So uh, so yeah, I was, I was doing that with uh, with a you know a, a Ruger nine millimeter. You know, just uh, had to fire off a few hundred rounds at it. You know, getting 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 good. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Getting good. So I I do like shooting guns every once in a while. I don't own any guns, so uh, you know if you're listening to the podcast, I'm vulnerable. You can come you can come get me. Hey you know hey, hey. I'm a sitting duck. I but. do own some guns. <laughs> <laughs> but I got friends that shoot, and it is fun. It is fun. You know, it's scary, too, though, because, you know, every time I go there, there's, like, either, like, this, like, teenage girl or there's, like, some old lady shooting, and you're like, wow, you know, I would never. And they're, like, killing it. You know? Oh, yeah. Dead eyes. And you're like. Man, you just never know walking around. You know what I mean? You no, they, never know who's like. This particular range, they have uh, on their calendar several nights are ladies' shoot nights. So there's a, a ladies' shooting club here local. And they come in, take over most of the lanes, and, uh, and you know, go shooting. So I kid you not. I, I, last time I went, there was a, a lady next to me with a fluorescent hot pink uh, revolver. I almost bought the fluorescent hot pink uh, AR-15. I decided not to, but I almost did it because they do make it. For the ladies, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, and we've probably lost half of our audience now because half of you are like guns are evil, and the other half are like guns are righteous. I don't, I don't think so. I think most of our listeners into our topic today. Most of our listeners, though, let's be honest. Most of our listeners, though, are not from California. See, it's only the California listeners that would be, you know, all bent out of shape about guns because it's California. Outside of California, everyone's pretty cool with guns. What's a hot topic? And our topic today is going to be something we don't do very often. We do it. We do it from time to time. We want to talk a little bit about the political climate right now. There's a lot going on in the news. And Pete and I are normally a little bit reflexive with the news. We, we try not to jump on bandwagons, but there's a lot to talk about. Culture is a mess right now. America is basically in CPR right now, um, politically, um, socially, um, culturally. There's a, there's a lot going down right now. And, you know, it's just... 
it's time to talk about it on the podcast. So, uh, should we get into the nitty gritty? Let's get down to it. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Great Scott, it's time for this week's topic. Hey, by the way, if you're looking for a place to meet, you might be just only thinking about schools and community centers. You may have never even given thought to the fact that you can do ministry in public places like a movie theater. The cool thing about a movie theater is people are going there all the time. They're already entering the building that you'd be meeting in should you decide to join. I want to tell you about Regal Cinemas. Regal Theaters is now working with church plants to rent out their space on Sunday mornings. And Pete, where can they go on the World Wide Web to contact Regal Cinemas and find out more about meeting on a Sunday in the theater? I have no idea. (laughs) Well, you can Google it, Regal Theater Church. And it'll come up. I know it's, Thanks, it's corporateboxoffice.com forward slash theater. And then I, what was the second word? <laughs> Hashtag Arissa Hovren. I don't know. Neither do I. That's horrible. Hey, at, at least this is this is a, a vendor that you went out and got. So it's your fault if you don't know their own URL. That's all I'm saying. Well, it's kind of complicated. It's not theater it's rental. It's not theater rentals. What, what could it hey, be? Hey, one of us, one of us has a computer in front of him right now. One of us doesn't. Hey, That's how, all how about saying. how about corporateboxoffice.com dot com forward slash theater hyphen church? That's the one right there. That's it. <laughs> Say it again so people can remember it. Corporateboxoffice.com dot com forward slash theater, but spelled. T-H-E-A-T-R-E hyphen church. C-H-U-R-C-H. We're doomed. Put it in the show notes, man. <sighs> yeah, that'll happen. All right. So let's let's get on with today's topic. What's your rant that you want to hit on? Oh well. Right now, so so there's a bunch of stuff we can talk about. Um number one should probably talk about some of the sexual scandals that are going on. Um, that's one of them. Um, for, for me personally, I think it's good that a lot of this stuff is coming out. It's exposing, kind of like one guy tweeted this week. He said, you know, the sexual revolution can't keep its promises. You know, this is, this is what we're seeing right now. We're seeing the fallout of constantly engaging your appetites and then not being able to stop at a certain point. And what we're seeing right now, and, and that's not to say everybody who's looking at porn is, you know, groping women and what have you, but I think what's happening right now, the social commentary is it's a lot more than what people think. It's not surprising by any means or any stretch. I mean, shoot, I've been in ministry so long, you get to know congregation after congregation's secrets, but what's happening is the secrets are all coming out right now. And this is where, for us as Christians, we've got to be really clear with the message of the gospel. What we can do is we can quickly rally to the side of the law and say, see, this is why morality counts, everybody. Or we can go and say, this is why the gospel is something you need, right? 
This is, this is why the gospel can set you free from the monster you become. This is why the gospel can forgive you for everything you've done. This is why the gospel can give you hope and the Holy Spirit living within you can liberate you from the bondage of sin, mm. right? The appetites of the flesh. And, and so this is the time where the gospel, it, we have a unique opportunity um, to preach a gospel. But what we so often do, and this is part of a, a bigger response, what I want to talk about today is our response to these situations, the reflex that we have as Christians, which can be very, very wrong. We read the Old Testament, um, you know, you'll, you, you'll see that God lays out the law. And when Jesus came on the scene, the responses that the Pharisees, that the church, you know, the, 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 the Jewish Christians, I mean, the uh, Jewish believers at that time had were often the wrong response. And Jesus goes, no, let me, let me model for you what the right response would be in this situation. I, I, I get how you think that, but it's grace, right? It's, it's me. And I, I, I'm not sure, Pete, that the church actually still 2000 years later knows how to respond to the things that we're facing today. Okay. And I pass the ball to you, Pete. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how you want me to respond to that. I want you to think little thoughts out of your little head and tell me what you think about all that. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving it wide open for you. Well, I'm reminded of two, uh, two current hashtags going on right now. No, I can't, uh, man, even that's too far. I can't even do that. Never mind. I got nothing. I got nothing. I'm self-editing. Well, are you self-editing. talking about like the me too? The hashtag me too. It was another one that was actually I saw this morning. And it was really really funny because I know what the guy was trying to hashtag, but it's yeah. It didn't. I can't. I can't even go there. I can't go there. I can't go there. I can't go there. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's good. Self editing is good. It's good for your soul. It is it's very good for your soul. Yeah. So you can't say your hashtag, but you know the the whole thing about the me too. I find it very, very interesting that we're coming into a time where people are wanting to really acknowledge it. Hey, I'm not a sexual object. And I, it's going to be interesting to see where all of this goes. You know, I, I think that what we're seeing right now is, is a contradiction that often exists within society. Then on one hand, we want to talk about being animals and we want to talk about following our instincts and all of that. And then all of a sudden, you see the soul popping up. Somebody saying, no, I'm more than that. And you don't have a right to do that to me. And it's, it's interesting that our philosophies and our assertions about the nature of things, our cosmology does not fit with how things actually work. Does that make sense? It does. And I think it's really interesting because uh, politically, <clears throat> I think a lot of this is coming out because of the, the Christian involvement in politics. And, uh, and then in seeing really the, the two-facedness the hypocrisy right. of the what I'm going to refer to as cultural Christians, you know, who, right. who everyone knows what Christianity claims, 
And then you got the cultural Christians going, well, but it's okay if our president assaults women because he's a Republican. And right. the left is like, are you guys out of your mind? Right. And as they should be. And, you know, of course, and right. you got the whole uh, Roy Moore thing and, you know, assaulting of minors. And then you got right. this this right side going, yeah, but it, it, it well, first of all, you know, innocent until proven guilty, which is totally not what anyone claimed when Bill Clinton was accused of this, right? I mean, right. no one claimed right. that. No There's one... hypocrisy on both sides. And I well, think and that's, that's the what... thing is, you know, I believe the left had every right to attack the right for their hypocrisy. Yeah. The problem is, is now they're like, oh, well – Crap, I guess um, we're being hypocrites, too, because, you know, we were okay with Bill Clinton. We were okay with Al Franken. And, you know, and, and, and then it's like now that's blown up on them. And everyone's realizing, you know what? Dude, we are all pretty much jacked up. Pretty much. There you go. We're well, all jacked up. That's what, to me, is the beauty. You know, it's a tragic beauty, but it is a beauty nonetheless. That It's almost like the preliminary work of the gospel is being done. America's coming back to a crisis point like it did in the 60s. All, all of this, the you know, porn brought a new type of sexual revolution. Statistically, uh, I think it's, you know, almost 80-something percent of men uh, confess to being somewhat addicted to pornography, you know, uh, 40% of women uh, we've got a new sexual revolution on our hands, and the sexual revolution of the 60s really kind of brought a lot of the same type of stuff around years ago, and corruption just started coming out all over them. There was a moral crisis. We're approaching that again, but again, the gospel entered into a new time where just because of what you just said, and that is we are all jacked up. Nobody's in a position to point. It's like everybody's skeletons are coming out of the closet. <laughs> the gospel was born for such a time as this. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And I can only hope, I can only hope that we might be seeing the precursor to another move of the Spirit of God. Because the church was in a wreck and in a mess then. Um, and it's, it, it's in a mess now. But in a different way, what I find very intriguing is, you know, you, you know, you and I are kind of in the we're when it comes to politics, we're, we've kind of disavowed both political parties mm -hmm. and no political party represents me. Um, I lived in Britain for far too long. When you've lived in Europe for 12 years, you look back at America and think this is the most idiotic uh system, this bipartisan system, it doesn't, it's just not working. And, you know, the, the reality is for me, I'm not right or left because I can't be. And what's been interesting for me is looking at the reaction right now that's very in vogue, seeing a bunch of influencers and authors within Christian circles who are mocking and ridiculing people, you know, and rightly so for, for blindly attaching themselves to the right as, as if that, you know, Trump is the savior and the GOP is, you know, God's visible representation of the kingdom on earth. I mean, it's ridiculous, but, but what's equally ridiculous 
is how in vogue it is to blindly run to the left and attach your and pin your same hopes and dreams on the other side. And that's what I'm finding extremely interesting is that this generation is doing the exact same thing, but it's more acceptable. Just like 20 years ago, it's totally acceptable. No one even questioned when, when you were glued to the right. And now it's becoming, you know, it, but it, it's a blind spot, right. but it's the exact same thing that's being done. Yeah. I find that really interesting. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it, it's funny to me because I used to be hyper political and one of the first, uh, you know, my, my first stint into the public, uh, foray, if you will, was I had a radio show and it was a political radio show. This is me. I had a, you know, a political radio show and I look at it, uh, you know, compared to who I was back then. And today I just don't care anymore. Like I do care, but at the same time, I realize nothing politically is going to change this country. It's got to be a change of the heart. It's got to be a returning to God because each side, and, and here's the other thing too, like, People feel like they have to defend their side. And if, if, uh, you know, someone brings out something like, oh, you know, Bill Clinton, he sexually assaulted all these women. And, and well, I got to defend my guy because, you know, he's my guy. Or, you know, Roy Moore right. on the other side, right? Using those two examples, right? Well, I got to defend Roy Moore because, you know, what happens if the Republicans lose the Senate seat to the Democrats? Oh no, the world will come to an end. Or or people go, "Well, the reason why I had to vote for this sexual predator uh, of of Donald Trump, the reason why I had to vote for him is because of the Supreme Court. You know, if we didn't have him in there, we would have lost the Supreme Court. Look, we lost the Supreme Court a long time ago. Like yep. y- you believe that because a a you know, Republican uh, you know, elects someone and, and gives them that spot that all of a sudden uh, it, that that person is is going to vote your values. Are you out of your mind? Have you not been paying attention when we've had Republican Congress, Republican uh, president and a majority of uh, the Republicans on the Supreme Court? We still have abortion. So don't give me yep. this crap that, you know, we're going to vote. You, you're going to get your guy in there and we're going to end all this this uh, this evilness? No, we're not, because it's 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 political it, it, power. That's all it is. It's all they're after. Yeah. Absolutely, and 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 I guess what's what people are noticing with church people is they're seeing this allegiance to a political party over and above, and this is on both sides, by the way, over and above your commitment to your values, the values of your faith. And I don't mean abortion, like what you're saying. I mean, literally, like like when we're talking about the sexual predator issues, that you would literally support a sexual predator to further your political party. And that's what, as to quote DC Talk years ago, that's what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. Yeah. I, I think one of the things, uh, the best tweet I saw all week was a guy who said, hey, the alternative to um, the Christian alternative to nationalism is not the left, but the kingdom. 
And that's kind of what I think, guys, if, if you're running a church, if you're planting a church, that is the message that ought to be known. I'm, my hope is always that if you're planting a church, you've got, uh, or even you're just leading a church. You know, some of you aren't planting, but you lead ministries. You're leading a house church or you're, you're leading people. You're discipling people. Please, uh, tell them that it's kingdom. This is why, like Jesus repeatedly, um, when Pilate was like, look, you know, are you, are you a king man? And Jesus says, the kingdom's not of this earth. Like, uh, it's not of this world. Yes, I'm a king, but not here, not now. Yeah. And, and I think that's what we need to keep in mind. Also, the same trap that the disciples repeatedly, you imagine three years, three years in, and even after Jesus is crucified and resurrected, they still keep running back to that, Lord, are you going to set up the physical kingdom here on earth now? Right? You're going to bring it all back? You're going to, you're going to do a show of force, show them all? You know, is, is there a time now to restore the kingdom to earth? What they're basically saying is, hey, Lord, you've risen in glory. You're God. We get it now. Um, you're going to whoop up on uh, all the evil, evil people and uh, all the righteous people get to set up camp there now? And Jesus goes, nope. Kingdom restoration, none of your business. Those dates and times are for the Father alone. But your business is kingdom expansion. From Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria to the ends of the earth, you're going to be my witnesses. And guys, the problem is when you start falling back into that old trap of attaching religion to politics, it's like you're trying to set up Jesus as an earthly ruler of an earthly kingdom. And as we're seeing right now playing out in the political sphere, it just doesn't work. It can't ever work. And even that point where, you know, <laughs> uh, Satan says to Jesus, he shows him all the kingdoms and says, I'll give you all this. So I'll bow down and worship you. Jesus goes, no, no. Could have done that. Yeah. And yet believers are so quick, whether it's running to the left, and let's be honest, running to the left or the right. Right. That's the problem. Because if I if I see another influencer on Facebook or Twitter, uh, you know, as if the answer is the, the, the left, and we know it's not the right. We know it's not the GOP. But please, heaven help us. Thinkers, Christian thinkers, please think. It's not going to be the left either. It's not going to be the Democratic Party either. Right. Please don't take us out of the frying pan and into the fire. Both of them are leading off a cliff. That's my ranty rant. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm with you 100. percent And I I think uh, I don't know, man. I mean, it's just it's it's one of those issues where when you really just uh, examine it, and I and I, you know, I've noticed for myself, like the big change for me came when I got involved in church planning and and going to Refuge Long Beach. That's when things really started to change, and I started to realize that the name of the game isn't about, you know, saving this country. It was about reaching the unreached. <laughs> ching ching. Uh it was about uh, <laughs> it was about, you know, reaching those that don't know God. That's what the name of the game is. Um one of the guys that's in the Bible Winter Circle, Cha Ching, Scott Blair. Cha Ching. He makes uh, uh which by the way you can find all about it, Bible Winter He makes t shirts. And um 
And, and that earlier site you said was reachingtheunreachbook.com, right? <laughs> no, I didn't, I didn't mention reachingtheunreachbook.com. But, um. Oh, ching Um. He he makes T-shirts and like he sells them on Amazon and you know all that type of stuff, and so he's like one day he's like hey I got to come up with ten more designs to put on Amazon anybody got any ideas, and uh, and so I was like look dude here here's a T-shirt that I would love to see, you know the old saying uh, God family country right you know oh you know it's God family country God family country I'm like yeah I'm not crazy about that I'm more like a God family neighbor. I think that's more of an appropriate line of that, right? The, the, the hierarchy, if you will. And, um, and it was funny because, you know, Scott, he, he, uh, voxes me back and he goes, you know, I kind of did that. And it was like, he had this t-shirt that said, uh, Republican and the line crossed through it, Democrat line crossed through it. And it said, believer. And he goes, the problem with your t-shirt is you'll probably have some vet, or somebody from the GOP come shoot you. <laughs> He's probably right, right? Because it's like, you know, it's got to be God, family, country. But the reality is, is it's not all about the country. It is about the neighbors. Like, if it was about the country, then Jesus would have been like, hey, look, guys, you know, uh, love the Lord with all your heart, mind, and strength, and uh, love the Jewish nation as yourself. You know, and like, that's what he would have said. Right. But he didn't say that. He didn't say that because like you so pointed out in this podcast, it's not about this kingdom. In fact, I remember back to one of our, our first podcasts, we interviewed a guy by the name of Coleman Luck. And I don't know that he said this on the podcast, but I do remember reading it. Uh, it could have been in his book called The Curse of Conservatism. And um, he basically said, he goes, I believe that God won't come back until every form of government that man can conceive has been tried and proven to fail. And I really found that a very powerful statement because when I think about it in the context of, you know, um, democracy, a republic, the United States, yeah. you know, everyone in America goes, no, this is the greatest country in the world. And it is um, as much of our freedoms as we've we've given up. We still have more freedoms than most other places. And uh, like a guy like me can go out and get his uh, his gun today. You know, can't do that in the UK, right? But you can do that here. We got, we got a little bit more freedoms, um, and we give up other things all at the same time. But I believe that we're going to see this this experiment fail, and we continue to see it. Uh, you know, it's going to fail. I believe financially, that'll be our our right. final undoing. Will be the the financial underbelly of this thing that cannot sustain itself. It just it right. literally can't the way that we're going right now. And I I almost look at that and go, maybe that's got to happen for people to realize, look, we, we we can't do it without God. Like we think, you know, by, by the people, for the people, blah, 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 blah. That's going to be, you know, the ticket to success. It's not, not without God. It's not going to be the ticket to success well, without God. it's funny God. you say that. It's funny you say that because, you know, having lived in Britain, um, they were the superpower before us. Um, years earlier, I mean, during the 1800s, during the, the heyday of colonialism, Britain was the superpower of the world under Victoria and some of the, the, the kings after her. Um, interestingly enough, um, you know, living in a, what I would call a former superpower um, that is no longer 
at the top of the food chain. It was very interesting to, to watch their take on politics. They were very much more concerned about global affairs than we are. We are concerned with us because we, we are the superpower right now. I mean, we're, we're really in many ways, we're the omnipower. Uh, our Navy is twice the size of all the other navies in the world combined. I mean, we, you know, like you said, we may not be economically sustainable, but militarily, we're, you know, America is very secure. But here, here's the thing is what Lincoln said years ago, and I learned this, by the way, proudly point out, I learned this in the Hall of Precedence at Disneyland. <laughs> nice. I did not learn this from great reading of historical texts. I learned it from Walt Disney. But, you know, remember the animatronic of Lincoln? Oh, you know, he stands up there. Uh, Lincoln, in that, actually, he says, and this is from his Gettysburg Address, he says that, you know, no transcontinental giant will come and cross the Potomac and take this great nation by force. What he says instead is he says, we, if we go down, we go down from corruption within. And, of course, he was speaking on the, on the eve of the Civil War, on the very brink of America, you know, tearing itself apart. And, and interestingly enough, um, you know, that's in our history and it's still there. Those roots are still there. But the reality is, I think America, as you said, as much of an experiment as it is, as much as it's got going for it, what always comes to mind when you're looking at earthly kingdoms for me is the book of Daniel where, you know, King Nebuchadnezzar is striding around his hall going, there's nobody like me. He's literally walking around his palace one day saying, am I not the greatest? No, Babylon. Like you read about the Babylonian Empire, and it was magnificent. And he's saying, you know, King Nebuchadnezzar is saying, look, you know, there's no one like me. And he builds a statue because he has this vision where all the kingdoms coming after him you know, he basically sees the, the, the head of gold, the chest of silver, the midriff of bronze, the uh, legs of iron, and then the feet of iron mixed with clay. And he, he says, though, his, his effect of this is meant to be a warning. But what he takes away from it, rather than, hey, you know, I'm not going to last forever. This is an earthly kingdom. It's going to fail. Instead, what he says is, um, but am I not the greatest? Hey, I'm the gold head. I'm the golden boy, you know, Hey, this is great. So he builds the freaking statue, puts a head in his own likeness on top of it, made of gold and goes, that's me. I am the greatest empire of all time. And of course in his dream, you know, that's the one he wants everyone to bow to bow to me. But in his dream, there's, you know, it, it, Daniel points out that these precious metals, you know, they're important that, that it represents the quality of each empire coming after him. And it lessens in quality in each successive age or, or empire that comes after him. You know, the Persians, the, the, the Greco Romans, the, you know, on and on. But what, what is interesting is when he says, but then I saw a meteor, he says made of some material. So here's, th this is what's amazing about Daniel. When Jesus says, my kingdom is not of this wor world, he is echoing the language of Daniel, where Daniel has this vision that is accurate historically, by the way. This is one of the most amazing things about Daniel. Daniel's vision 
is clearly before the times where these things happen. This is not redactionist editions uh, later. There's some great scholarship about Daniel. It gives people run for their money. But what, what happens is he says, but there's this thing that comes from, from the sky. It's not even of this earth. This kingdom is of some unidentifiable material, some meteor that, and it smashes it all, right? Smashes everything. And that is the kingdom that will last forever. And, and I just feel like we need that same vision today. You know, we, we, we need to understand these truths, something that was Jesus's message in the new Testament was the kingdom of God is not uh, of this earth. The kingdom of God is not external, does not come with the external force. He said, the kingdom of God is within you. Kingdom of God is among you. The kingdom, you know, on and on and on about the kingdom of God. That was his message. If you break down Jesus's primary message, it was about this kingdom. And of course, that's what he's speaking of. What I love is something that Lloyd Jones said. Whenever we see all this turmoil and politics and I mean, America almost ripped itself apart in the 60s. If you ever watch documentaries on all the corruption and political turmoil, and all this stuff, cultural upheaval, fabric of society being ripped apart. It was the 60s in this country. Civil rights movement had to go down, you know, which was a good thing. It was one of the best things that came out of the 60s. But it just didn't seem Vietnam. I mean, it didn't seem like we were going to make it. You know, JFK assassinated. I mean, it was a terrible time in this country. But during that time, Lloyd-Jones made this statement that the history of the world and all the governments and activities of the government tell us one thing. Man is hopelessly unable to govern himself. That's my mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye, baby girl. (laughs) Hi, Daddy! That's the best sound in the world right there. Uh, Daddy's doing a podcast right now. Why? Why? Well, I think our listeners right now are wondering that same question. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Daddy's so silly, Mommy. That's what what she said as she goes running off. (laughs) Daddy's so silly. That's funny. Yeah. So, yeah. Sorry. Mic drop. You you ended it with the mic drop. But it, it, yeah, I, I did. And uh, it was kind of anticlimactic after that. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, I, I think we just got to, like, blow out of here and do our ad, huh? And Pro- end it. Probably. It like the worst ending ever to a podcast. It really is. Calm down, Italy, diddly, 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 diddly. They did their best. Shoddily, Italy, Italy, diddly. Gotta be nice. Hostility, diddly, diddly, diddly. Ah, hell, diddly, ding, dong, crap. You know, as... That clip has never been funnier than how you just applied it right at that second. I was either thinking it was a toss-up between that one and... That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. <laughs> either way, I no, thought they were both No, you chose appropriate. wisely. So, uh, but, you know, while we're focusing on politics, uh, you know, how how can I focus on being a, a good member of the GOP and at the same time uh, do payroll and, <laughs> uh, and bookkeeping? Well, Pete, the real question you ought to be asking is how can I plan a church and spend all that time at the gun range trying to be missional and still run the finances of my church? I don't think you well, can Pete, by yourself. 
You can't. You need to get a hold of Simplify Church at simplifychurch.com, where they'll take care of all your bookkeeping, all of your IRS compliancy, and all of your donor receipt needs, and all of your financial needs, all that stuff, payroll, you name it, it's all there. Simplifychurch.com. Forward slash theater hyphen church. Dash Arissa Hovren <laughs> slash forward slash backslash. Yeah. Dot HTML. <laughs> and that's how we lose yet another sponsor. <laughs> I think we might have lost three in one day. We're like Mickey's Taylor of podcast sponsors. Hey, all I got to say is there's a lot of you sponsors out there. We'll just go get another. (laughs) Hey, man, all I know is we'll always have smack talk. That's it. Well, hey, guys, this has been the Church Planter Podcast today with Peyton and Pete. Remember, all hate mail goes to Pete at churchplantermag.com. Do you have any? We want to remind you. No, huh? I'm sorry. Go, go, go for it. I, I, I hit the button I too early. Close. I'm, you, you can keep it breathing no. if you want. No, go for it. Blood's going everywhere. It's you know, it's hemorrhaging out all over the street. But we, we can keep doing CPR if you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, please, please finish. <laughs> please end it. End it now. Put it out of its misery. All right. Listen up, old yeller. Sorry, I had to go there. That's sad. (laughs) This has been Peyton Jones and Pete Mitchell reminding you, if you want to reach the ones no one's reaching, you need to go where nobody's going and do what nobody's doing. Do you have any experience? No, sir, I have no experience, but I'm a big fan of money. I like it. I use it. I have a little. I keep it in a jar on top of my refrigerator. I'd like to put more in that jar. That's where you come in. Thanks for joining us for another weekly episode of the Church Planner Podcast with Pete Mitchell and Peyton Jones. We'd love to hear your comments on this episode of the Church Planner Podcast. Visit us online and let us know what you thought at churchplannerpodcast.com. If you subscribe to us via iTunes and have enjoyed the podcast, leave us a positive review. The more positive reviews we receive in iTunes, the more iTunes will promote us to other church planners who would benefit from this show. This podcast is brought to you by the Church Planner Magazine, which is available in the iTunes newsstand or online via churchplannermagazine.com. Music